Welcome to A Break from the Grind, your Sunday 1127 post-Thanksgiving edition. I'm your host, Jason, and this is my co-host, George. I'm still in a turkey coma. You look like you're in a turkey coma. I'm in a turkey coma. Uh, we just got done with uh, one of my favorite holidays as a fat guy. Yeah, food everywhere. And we'd like to uh, start the show off, as always, as always recently at least, mentioning our Toys for Tots drive. As everybody knows, we've been doing our, our little Toys for Tots thing here. Um, and here's just a a quick little update. Um, I reached out to the Marine Corps uh, this past weekend. And I've got a hold of... And let me... This is me being totally unprepared for this. Hashtag bad at podcasting. We did just sit here for 20 minutes while I yeah, finished I typing couldn't up remember the, the sergeant's notes. name. Um, so I emailed uh, Marine Corps representatives over the weekend for Tours for Tots, trying to get a little information. Um, I needed to know if there was any type of forms they wanted us to fill out. I was trying to get a, you know, a specific age group and gender that they would like us to concentrate on when we go out and buy our toys. Because when you donate Tours for Tots, what they do is they sort everything by age and by gender. And I wanted to make sure that we were getting the age group and the gender group that they most that they needed the most from where they wanted us to concentrate with our, our purchasing where it would help them out the most. And they told us to, uh, so I talked with a Sergeant Robert Backus is how I believe that's pronounced. Um, he's the assistant coordinator for the Toys for Tots campaign in Orlando. He told me that, um, he thinks it's amazing that we're using uh, our platforms, um, us, the clock Dodgers and the OGs, uh, he thinks it's amazing we're using our podcast platforms for such a cause as, as Toys for Tots. And he has actually agreed to come on the podcast and talk about it. So when we do our Tuesday podcast, we'll have uh, Sergeant Backus from Toys for Tots on there. Or at least that's the hope, it, as long as it lines up with his schedule. But what we'll do is um, we'll figure out when he can record or when he can do a quick interview and then we'll just add it to our Tuesday show. Yeah, it's just going to be a quick 10, 15-minute interview. Um, but I still think it's amazing that we're going to be able to get one of the, the Marines on. And then he asked us if we could concentrate on newborns to 3-year-olds and teens, so 12+. plus. Uh, so that's what we will do when we, we go out and do our shopping. We've raised in total... Lots of balls I see in our future. Well, you always see balls in your future, but... I just, so, like, for teens, you know, sports gear. Yeah. So, footballs, baseballs, and for kids, you know, the little soft toy yep. balls. So, the goal right now is seven fifty. Um, I'm still confident that we'll be able to reach that goal. As of right now, we've raised $645. Um, we had a donation last night um, from Mr. Josh Kelly time. That's Kelly with an EY. Thanks, Josh Kelly, with an I and an E and a heart over the I. We heart your donation. Thank you, buddy. Uh, so that that gets us, you know, up to six forty-five. Uh, we're one hundred and five dollars away from the goal. I'm 
extremely confident we'll we'll be able to reach that goal. We got uh, I think two weeks or so. Yep. Left. We're right at two weeks. So um, if you haven't donated, if you know somebody that could donate and uh, just doesn't know about it, you know, help us out. So. <laughs> Uh, that's our Toys for Tots drive. Again, I want to thank Neil from the Clock Dodgers. want to thank all the guys over the OG. And then want to thank everybody that's donated, everybody that shared the link. Uh, hey, you guys hey. you guys have been amazing. I mean, we we set our goal now for 750 When we started, it was 500 So we've already, let's, I mean, to be honest, we've met our initial goal. Um, but we're not satisfied. We're, we're yeah, overachievers, we're, if, you didn't, if you couldn't tell. You could tell by our lives. Just so overachieving. Yes. Soon, sweet, sweet podcast. Everything we do is successful. Sweet, sweet podcasting money is coming. Yes. I can feel it by yes. my three downloads. Yes. Um, the other awesome thing is got got my really cool Break from the Grind t-shirt on today because I we got them in yesterday. They're cooler than I thought they'd be, mostly because I designed them. Which made me very skeptical because Jason is not the designer. I'm not. Actually, my wife designed the logo. And she did a phenomenal job. She's the designer. I just threw a picture on a shirt and said print. <laughs> Which was, you know. It was a good idea, though. It, it was a great idea. I'm just surprised you were able to accomplish it without adult supervision. Well, you watched me. hit. No, I did not. <laughs> yeah, I showed you the design before. You showed I... me the design, but that was it. I thought I, maybe somebody I else did, would have helped I you. did screw up, though. I did. Con- I uh, As George drinks and gives me the continue talking fill time while I drink my drink uh, symbol. Well, I figured I wouldn't have to do that. You've seen the bottle of water in my hand. But, uh, yeah, I did screw up. I didn't put our website on the shirt, so I did kind of fail. I mean, it's a cool shirt. You're just hashtag bad at shirt making. Hashtag bad at shirt making. I did put hashtag bad at podcasting on the shirt, though. Because that is awesome. That is, it's it's kind of the slogan for our show at this point. <laughs> There when you need us too. Yes, we're there when you need us. Um, so how was your Thanksgiving, buddy? <clears throat> my Thanksgiving was pretty good. Um, I went up to my wife's aunt's house in Daytona, um, along with my mother-in-law, my wife, my kids. Uh, her cousin from Georgia came down with her kids, and we had a nice little Thanksgiving. After we left there, came home, went over to my brother-in-law's house, and sat by the fire for about an hour and a half. We had a little fire pit out back, so... Kind of hung out back there. It was kind of nice. That's cool. We, uh, uh, my son ended up being sick all Thanksgiving Day, just coughing nonstop. Kind of a head cold more than anything else. Um, it didn't totally kill every part of Thanksgiving, but just the part you didn't want to do to begin with. That's not that's not a hundred percent accurate. You're only saying that because you know your wife's listening. That's not a hundred percent accurate either. <laughs> um, <laughs> I did end up missing her grandmother's uh, Thanksgiving meal at at the um, the assisted living facility, which the food itself I wasn't looking forward to because, as we talked about on the last one, uh, it food at those places are typically bland and not not very tasteful. Yeah, just not very good. But I did miss seeing, you know, the whole fa- her side of the family on Thanksgiving. I didn't yeah. get to see him at all because I stayed home with my son. I didn't think bringing a kid with like bad head cold to a nursing home was a great idea it wasn't a good idea no no it's probably not so we stayed home the funny thing is as bad as he sounded and he sounded really bad on thanksgiving the very next day woke up no coughing whatsoever like he didn't want to go to the thing i think that's what it was he was sad he didn't get to go because he misses seeing them too 
He really likes... You should take him this afternoon. We are going to take him, probably not this afternoon, just because it's football day and um, that's sacred at my house. So <laughs> we are going to take him this week, though, because he did miss going over there and seeing him. And, and they miss seeing him. Um, went to my parents' house. Less people there than I'm used to. I made a side dish and made way too much. And going over somewhere, I didn't bring leftovers home. What? Yeah, I, d- I just didn't. I did. And I regretted it because we ate... We ate around three o'clock. Yeah, when I went went up to Daytona, we ate about three thirty, four o'clock, which is fine, you know, for Thanksgiving dinner. That's you know, decent time, whatnot. The problem but, is, if you have no leftovers by like nine, you're hungry again. Well, so I took leftovers from there, right. so I had them. But then we went back to my uh, brother-in-law's house. He had smoked turkey. He had two fried turkeys, uh, all the sides, trimmings, ham. I mean, he had everything you could want as well. So of course I had a second plate. <laughs> yeah, I was home. I was home with the kids because my wife had to work, and we didn't have too much in the house, and there were no leftovers. So I made rice and beans. Oh, uh, Thanksgiving! I I I have. To, I'm the guy that brings us side. Like so, when we went up to my wife's aunt's house, we brought Jessica makes. As you know, Jessica makes pumpkin pie, and we went ahead and we we dropped two pumpkin pies off at my brother in law's house. Before going to Daytona. And then when we got to Daytona, we also had a whole bunch of little miniature uh, individual pies as well. I brought home food from there. Plus, I brought food home from my brother-in-law's. I'm the guy that will show up with it with the dish. But damn it, I'm also bringing leftovers home. So I do have to ask. You're not holding out pie on me, are you? Because I haven't had breakfast yet. And pumpkin pie for breakfast sounds really good. There, You think there's pie left in this house with me around? I think you're holding out. I think you're dead wrong. There's no <laughs> pie left in this house. Oh. There, there, there should be because Jessica baked up three extra pumpkins, but she forgot she had them in the bottom's oven and they sat for too long and she couldn't use them. I probably still would have eaten it. No, no, you would not have. You'd have been sick. You'd have been, you'd have been dashingly sick. They sat for like two and a half days before she realized that they were in the oven. It was brutal. It was terrible. It's a waste of freaking pie filling. Did you did you punish her? No, I did not. Okay, because I feel like that's punishable. Oh, it's punishable. Don't get me wrong. It is, but no. Because, well, she cooked. She made like five or six pies. I mean, she made the one I brought into the factory. Two for her brother. Uh, the one we brought up with us to Daytona. Plus like a whole bunch of little individual personal pies. I, I can't be overly mad. It's just a little disappointing that, you know... She allowed three pumpkins to go to waste. Somebody think of the pumpkins. <sighs> so that, that kind of wraps up Thanksgiving 2016. <laughs> did you see the creepy photo I put on Facebook? I with did. With a doll? Oh, with a doll? Oh, yeah. That thing is creepy, isn't it? <laughs> I'm, I think uh, I'll share that with our with our listeners. We'll, uh, I'll post that picture. As the When this podcast comes out, it'll be this podcast picture. The picture of you was much creepier than the doll. Dude, that doll is beyond creepy. It, it, it's... Well, the doll's demonic, but man, your face. <laughs> I mean, your face in general, but it, your face in that picture is even worse. I definitely have the face for podcasting. Let's uh, let's, let's take a quick break, and then we'll come back and... Jump into a Trump date? Yeah. Are you a rich entrepreneur with way too much excess money? Do you want to advertise to a listener base that's in the single digits? Do you want to back a podcast with absolutely no history of keeping a schedule? Do you want to advertise your products but you have done absolutely zero market research? Then Then we we are are the podcast podcast for you. 
In this spot every week, you can get professional live reads just like this. So if you are interested, please contact the BFTG Podcast at bftgpodcast at gmail.com or on Twitter at bftgpod. Let us sell out for you. So now we're going into our Trump date section of this week's show. Our weekly Jason needs to bitch about Donald Trump update. So if you haven't listened to the show, uh, this is our segment where, as George has said, I'm going to complain about Donald Trump, and most likely George is going to defend any terrible thing he has or will do. Pretty much. Pretty much. So um, this week we decided we're going to talk about some of his cabinet picks. Which I will say some of them are not that bad. I'd like to see which ones you think aren't that bad, but that's why we're going into it. Exactly. I don't Uh, don't think Jeff Sessions is a bad pick. Well, hang on, hang on, hang on. We'll go and... We'll go ahead and do this uh, kind of orderly. Before we start about it, uh, in on the actual names, I am going to say, being that I'm left-leaning... You're not going to like any of them. I expected not to like some of them. Most of them. All of them. (laughs) I just hoped he would pick competent choices. So there's a giant difference between me not liking them because of their policies, the, the things they believe in, which is obvious because they're right, you know, they're on the right side of the aisle and I'm on the left, and just not competent picks. For example, had he picked Sarah Palin for any cabinet position, which he hasn't done yet. And he won't. Not a competent pick. Exactly. So there are some in here that I don't hate from a standpoint of competence. Jeff Sessions is one of those. Um, He is slated to become the Attorney General. So other than the fact that he is conservative, and I'm not a fan of his hardline stance on both legal and illegal immigration, uh, there isn't much I don't like about him. I do reserve the right to give him time to make me hate him, because I'm just assuming all of these guys will eventually do that for me. But I don't. There's there's some stuff out there about him being, and I'm air quoting, racist. He's not. I don't think he pro he probably isn't. I I. I've read it. It didn't see. It was like it seemed to be much ado about nothing. So, short of that, George, what do you think about Jeff? Uh, I think it's a good pick. Um, he he's in line with what Trump wants to do as far as uh, immigration goes. He has a hard stance on it, just like Trump does. Um, I think having him as the Attorney General, he's definitely qualified. I believe he was the Attorney General of Alabama. He's been a senator for quite a while. He's a good pick, in my opinion. Uh, I, I'm not, I got no problem with that as the attorney general at all. Like you said, most of these, I don't have an issue with. Um, the one thing I do like about what Trump did with his cabinet picks so far, he didn't go out and just take a whole bunch of yes men or yes women. He has people that did not support him that spoke out against him in his campaign. And he was big enough to say, you know what? It doesn't matter if you supported me or not. I need the best person for the job. That's what he went out when he did. So I think it's more of a shrewd business move than anything else. It's keep your friends close but your enemies closer. He's bringing his most vocal opponents into the fold because under his fold, they'll likely do much less damage than they would outside. I don't don't think he's worried about anybody trying to snipe at him from the outside. I think he could care less. And I I disagree because the easiest thing – the thing that would – keep his administration and his policies from moving forward are people in his own party 
shitting on every idea he has. Well, he's done a, a very good job at bringing the 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 Republican Party together. That's for sure. Well, it's um, it's super it's super easy once you win the election. Yeah, but I if, mean that it, you say that, but I mean if he would have gone out and just took the people that were that were supporters of his and said, you know what, you didn't support me, you spoke out against me, fuck you, you don't belong in this cabinet, I don't want anything to do with you. That would have rubbed some people the wrong way well, within the party. That's absolutely true, but that's that's part of why I'm saying it's not it's not necessarily he's taking the most qualified people that he can find and putting them in these jobs, and I'll show that later. He's taking people that that didn't root for him, didn't support him, and he's bringing them in to make it harder for them, not to make it hard for outside people to actually criticize him anymore. Because now you're part of the group. I gave you a job. You're in here. She so, she, for example, um, Jeff Sessions was a Rubio fan. Now that he's uh, Attorney General, he's not going to say anything anti-Trump. No, but he's not going to be a yes man either. He he he's not he's not going to be that, and that's what I like. He's filled positions with people who are not yes men, yes women. He's he's filled people with who are not afraid to say no uh, to him. Or, or or say anything against him. He 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 doesn't have an that he didn't select people who have one hundred percent allegiance to him. That's it. you're right, but again, I think a lot of that is just bringing people in, keep them from actively fighting against him. Compared to, I, I don't, I don't, I think you're grasping at straws on that. I don't. So so you brought up um, that you thought he brought in the best people. Mm-hmm. Nikki Haley is you an ambassador. Nikki Haley, by all accounts, is a great politician. She, by all accounts, is a really good governor. From the people on the right who like her policies, people on the left hate her, it, it's understandable. By all accounts, she's a popular governor in her state, right? Yep. Can you list any qualifications she has on foreign relations? One. One qualification. Let me Google her. Cause I... So Jason follows politics a hell of a lot more than I do. Now, I'll give you the only one that I was able to find. She's gone to a few countries to bring jobs to South South Carolina goods and services. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's all I found. Now, to be fair, when I heard she was named the UN ambassador or the U.S. ambassador to the UN, um, I I know what the UN, what an ambassador does. I assumed what a UN ambassador does, but I still Googled what the U.S. ambassador to the UN does. And I assume when she got offered the job, she did the same thing. I think she probably knew what the job entails. I don't think she just took a job not knowing what it entails. I I think you need to give her a little bit more credit than that. All right. So, Nikki Haley, did you find anything? No, because I was going through my whole list of stuff for you. Okay. I'll save you the trouble (laughs) because there's just nothing there. She's she's been a U.S. politician. Hey, I got a question for you. Sure. Can you list me Donald Trump's political experience? That's That's my point. That's actually that's actually a brilliant point by you. And and here's what I'll say. It's a it's a good thing on the right for him to say, "Oh, I'm putting in people that have no idea what they're doing in these positions. They're not career politicians." Although she is a career politician, she is. She's just not an experienced politician at the job she was given. Now you can say so is Trump. Mhm. That's the point. You have an inexperienced president who's not a politician, who's never been a bureaucrat. Who doesn't know how to do the job? And you know what? What the he should who... be, what he should hold on, okay. what he should be doing, and the uh, and whatever you want to say about the people that voted for him, 
The people that voted for him expect him to put people in positions that know what they're doing. And the fact that he doesn't or he might not know what he's doing in some of these spots mean his picks are all that more important. And putting people around him that know their jobs is all that more important because he needs people that know what they're doing to help him because he doesn't know what he's doing in some of these situations. And this is driving the left absolutely crazy. And do you know why it's driving the left absolutely crazy? Because it's different. It's not that it's different. No, it's because it's 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 no, it's a hundred percent. It's one hundred percent different. But that's not what drives the left crazy. It is one hundred percent out of the box thinking. It's one hundred percent. This is not what we're accustomed to. But it's not that it's different. different. It is different. It's not that it's different that drives the left crazy. It's that it's stupid. No, it's not. It's like stupid. saying let's change for change's sake. Let's. It's the change. That's that's the thing that drove so, me. That's the thing that drove me the most crazy during this election is that it was a change election, and I get it. People want to change. We <laughs> go to work every day, right? Mm-hmm. And it's monotony mm-hmm. and it's work, right? It's yep. not. It's not where you want to be all the time. We like our jobs, but it's not what you want to do all day. You know what's a change from that? What's a break from that? A fire in the building. That doesn't make it good change. It's just change. It's just different. This is ju- – yeah, it's different. Liberals aren't upset because it's different. Liberals are no, upset liberals, because it's a bad idea. It's not a bad idea. Yeah, putting people in positions they aren't qualified for is a bad idea. How do you know she can't handle the job? Do I think she could possibly do a good job? Yes, but what I okay. do know is that she's walking into the UN against people like in Russia – Against people from Russia, Great Britain, everybody on the Security Council in the UN who has decades of ambassador experience, decades of negotiations with each other. And she's walking in with zero experience doing that on a national or an international stage. I think she'll be just fine at the pick. I think she'll do a a very good job. And it's great that you have those feelings, but it doesn't make her qualified for that position. And, and and based on what she's done here at home, so don't give her a shot. Is what you're saying? Don't don't give her a chance. Interv- she interviewed for the position. She obviously beat out more experienced individuals. She was selected, but because she doesn't have the, the I don't experience, trust, I don't trust his decision making at this point. He hasn't given anybody reason to. He hasn't given anybody reason not to. I disagree with that, but okay. You would disagree with so, anything that so, Trump does or says. So, so, but Nikki Haley again. I don't have a a real issue with Nikki Haley. She, it's not like I've seen anything that makes me dislike her. I just don't think she's experienced for the position she was given. I think there's probably a better position out there for her. Trump wanted to bring her into the fold and said, "Let's give her this job." So, um, let's get to the, some some of the picks that I actually. Well, okay. So Mike Pompano, CIA director. He's a hardline right winger. So I'm not a fan of him, obviously. But as a CIA, the only thing, the other thing I'd say about him is he has his CIA uh, experience is limited to he's a congressman from Kansas. So his CIA experience is being on a intelligence committee. So he has no experience in the bureaucracy that is the CIA. What makes it run? Draining the swamp. So draining the swamp, and I'll get to your draining here shortly with some of these other picks. Uh, draining the swamp includes bringing people from Washington back in. You have to have some people from Washington in, yes, absolutely. 
So it's not draining the swamp, it's just lowering the level of liquid until there's only muck left, and then picking from that muck. No, not necessarily. So, um, again, my biggest complaint about him is he's never been in the CIA machine. You could say that's a good thing. I don't don't think it is. I think Well, well, you don't have to have all the experience in the world, or really even any experience, to be competent enough to do a job. You can learn as you go, and it's not necessarily a bad thing. I think I just want more than competent enough. And that's that's uh, that's the difference. You're willing to wait to let these people learn their job, and I'd really like them to know their job before they jump in. Well, and the funny thing that you say that is because a lot of people that were filled in Obama's cabinet, they didn't have as, uh, have the experience either. Every president does this. Not to this extent. Yes, to this he's, extent. He's Obama, on, when he's Obama, when Obama, when Obama filled up his cabinet, he went mostly with Ivy Leaguers. People, yes, he did. That's not true. Yes, it is. Wrong. Right. He, Wrong. he went, he went mostly Ivy Leaguers and a lot of his cabinet positions. He filled his cabinet he filled positions his people, with a lot of Clinton era Democrats. A lot of people from Yale. A lot, a lot of, of people from Harvard. A lot of people from Columbia. Wrong. No, that is actually factually correct. We are on pace, on pace to have the most inexperienced cabinet in history. To go with a president who's the most inexperienced in history. I will say Trump is the most inexperienced president in history. That There's no argument there. So the combination. All right, so. moving on. We got a couple more here. Betsy DeVos, Secretary of Education. Absolutely. Awful fucking pick. The worst one of the group by far. I got no By argument. far. I couldn't say she's the, I can't say it's a horrible pick or the worst effing pick, but it, even it's a pick that even made me kind of scratch my head. Uh, I will, I will say that. She has, well, so from personal experience, never went to public school, never had a child in public school. Let's be honest. Most people who would be, would be picked for these type of positions never went to public school. Never had a child in public school. I'd like Let, to look. Let's to, be honest. I'd like to see if the current. Um, I'll Google that later. That'll be my. Uh, that'll be my homework. It's something I should have done to see if the current Secretary of Education, if they've ever listed it. Um, so the first thing I did when I looked at most of these was there was there any scandals or potential for scandals? And look, this what I'm about to say is nothing in the grand scheme of things. But since you like to talk about pay for play, since that was one of your themes over uh, over the campaign. It's interesting that his brother, who founded Blackwater, which was, you know, that private military organization that served over in Iraq. I know of Blackwater. So I know yep. people who work for them. So the guy who founded Blackwater donated more than $100,000 to Trump's campaign, and his sister got a nice prominent position. I don't think that has anything to do with it, but it's out there. So there yeah, that is. I, you, 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 I, I know you like to harp been... on pay for play. So, well, you know, I, I like to harp on pay for play when, so, it's, when it's actually so correct. Well, $100,000 and then your sister gets a job. And that does even, raise, that it, does raise eyebrows. It does. And, but then again, you even said you don't think it has anything to do with anything. So it's not like she needs the money. I mean, she's only part owner of a $5.1 billion. It's not about money for her, though. She wants to, she wants to reshape. And she's she's been in this mode in Michigan. She wants to reshape schooling to fit her ideals. She wants vouchers. She wants charter schools. Vouchers are horrible. They're a terrible idea. It's a big give back to the rich because people that couldn't can afford private school 
Now, it helps people... It Okay. I, I need to stop, like, saying something and then going off on a tangent before I finish the original <laughs> thought. I do it all the time. Sorry, guys. People, people that can afford private school will now get voucher money, which comes out of the public, which they weren't paying for before. So that takes away from from poorer people that's 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 an actual uh law already no no no, that's what they're that's that's the laws for voucher programs that are in effect that has happened she's for voucher programs Mm -hmm. so assuming they follow the same policies this is why voucher programs hurt because they take money that would have gone to a public school and give them to everybody because it's fair and the people that weren't getting it before and sending their kids to private school because they can afford it now get money back. But that takes away from the money that people – that can't afford it. Now, one thing it does do is people that were sacrificing and making the decision to send their kids to those private schools and giving stuff up, they get relief too. But again, it just takes money away from public schools because you still have the same finite amount of resources. You're just divvying it up in a much greater swath of – People like swath of places. So here's a little blurb from uh, the Washington Post when questioning her experience. It says uh, Washington Post reports DeVos has quietly helped change the education landscape in many states, spending millions of dollars to convince lawmakers to expand voucher programs and to give taxpayer dollars to private and religious schools. Uh, Trump has said that he supports school choice and funding tax dollars away from government-run monopoly of public schools. So, and I wasn't going to attack her because she, while she hasn't been in the public system, she hasn't. No. Putting her in charge of the public school system is kind of hard as far as her qualifications go. But she has been in those areas. But like I just said, I don't like voucher programs. They take away from public education for the people that need it. But I don't like char- I don't even like charter schools. Charter schools are a terrible idea. I think so I don't think charter schools are a terrible idea. I actually like charter schools. In Michigan, where she comes from, where she enacted the most amount of change, it's a center for the school of choice. It's also among the worst places to argue choice has made better schools better. As the state embraced and then expanded charters over the past two decades, its rank has fallen in national reading and math tests. Most most charter schools Perform below the state public school average. Last spring, DeVos backed a, a DeVos backed group was chief force behind the defeat of legislation that would have established standards for identifying and closing failing schools, both charter and public. In Detroit, where a flood of charter schools in the past decade were created, um, it sent charter schools into chaos. What you have with these charter schools is for-profit schooling. When the schooling, when the when the profit dries up and the people that run them are inevitably bad at business and go bankrupt, those schools close mid-school year. Yep. They close mid-school year. You know where those kids go? Public school. You know who foots the bill? The taxpayers. You know where that money is no longer available? Because all the money for the school year went to a charter school that's no longer in existence. So now you're taking a public school, which has drastically been reduced in funding because they have less students, dumping more kids on them, and giving them no extra money because there is none. And that's what charter schools do for this country. Again, I have uh, friends, and, and their kids go to the charter schools here in our county, 
and their kids are are doing absolutely phenomenal in those schools. There's, there are uh, there are great charter schools, just like there's great public schools. You know, there's great schools everywhere. But this uh, again, in in most of these states, you find that fund a large amount of uh, charter schools. There's not enough regulation on them because they're private, and they do worse than public schools by average. Which shouldn't be the case because it costs more to get in there. So you'd think the parents would care about their kids' education, but charter schools, well, on well, average, well, well, you need to stop assuming parents care about their kids' education. First well, off, I, so I'm just you going, care just because you care don't mean everybody. Does. Well, I'm just going from the logic of if I'm paying more, then no. You, you, so I, I believe a lot of people view that it is the school's responsibility to teach their kids, not not the parents, and and that is. That I I could not disagree with that statement any more than I just can't dis, I cannot agree with that statement at all. It is not the school's responsibility to educate your children. That is your parents' responsibility. Well, but no, it's a, a lot of people. It's the school's responsibility to educate, and it's the parents' responsibility at home to reinforce. Education is like the primary goal. So you can say it's not their job to teach sex ed or to teach responsibility. But it is their job to educate. Uh, I believe one hundred percent. I believe it's the parents' job to. I believe it's a team effort. And and if you're you're only relying on a school to educate your children, you're you're failing at life. Well, that's and that's absolutely true. Again, I, the Betsy DeVos thing. I, I think it's the worst pick because of just her stances, and they're Trump stances. So you expect that kind of pick from him. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I and and before we went off on this tangent, I even agreed with you. That was one pick that I did kind of scratch my head at. Um, I wasn't overly thrilled at that pick. Uh, so don't, don't I'm not sitting here trying to defend defend her as much as you think I am. I'm not. It's that's one pick that I did scratch my head at when when it was announced. I didn't I didn't get that one at all. The last pick I have here, um, and there's one more after that, but the last actual pick. Was Mike Flynn national uh, national security advisor? Not a fan of that pick either. Do you know anything about uh, Mike Flynn? I do not. So again, first thing I did was look for potential scandals and issues. And remember all those top secret clearance issues there were with uh, Secretary of State Clinton. Mm-hmm. Mike Flynn often broke rules he felt were stupid. He snuck out of his CIA station in Iraq without CIA approval. He had technicians install a secret internet connection in his Pentagon office, even though it was forbidden. He also gave classified information to NATO NATO allies without approval, an incident which prompted an investigation and a warning from superiors. He didn't, nobody's denying he did it. He just didn't get in trouble for it. Yeah. His subordinates started a list of what they called Flynn facts, things he would say that aren't true. Like when he asserted three quarters of all new cell phones were bought by Africans. Or later, he stated that Iran killed more Americans than Al-Qaeda. He's a, he's a conspiracy guy. Um, he broke security rules. Hasn't Flynn been a lifelong Democrat up until recently? I don't, I don't know. Oh, okay. I thought so. Does it matter? Right. I mean, he's a Republican now. Yeah. Huh. I mean, does it, does it really, does I mean, it really matter whether he's Republican or Democrat? Yeah. He, I mean, according only, to, only, only if you're talking about scandals. According to this, he broke a ton of rules. He did a lot of stuff that you hate Clinton for, and now he's our national security advisor. Hey, George, your thoughts? Yeah, not a. I don't have. A, I don't have much of an issue with the fun pick, to be honest. 
I think for the position that that he's in and the position that he's he's uh, been selected for, I think he'll. I think he's going to do a good job. I, I, as I'm long not, as he you know plays by the rules and doesn't give people secrets that he shouldn't. Well, I mean, if 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 he did that, I believe he would be in prison. Well, he did uh, that. Unlike unlike Clinton, he did that. He got a warning about it, but he did it. Nobody's saying he didn't do it. They're just saying they gave him a warning. So he's not in jail like Clinton, and he did it like apparently Clinton. I was waiting for you to say like Clinton. That's the first he, time you admitted he, that she she did it. Well, she had an email server that had some top secret stuff on there. It wasn't it wasn't on purpose like this guy. It wasn't on purpose. <laughs> it wasn't on purpose like this guy. I didn't, I didn't purposely shoot that guy. That was an accident. Yes, and you know what happens when you accidentally shoot somebody? You go to jail. You get manslaughter instead of murder in the first degree. You go to jail. There is a there is oh, that's an old argument. She's you go to she's jail. not she's not uh in the news anymore. Actually, she is in the news. We'll get back to that in a minute. So he gave away top secrets. He set up a private internet connection in his office, which is forbidden. Which who knows what he was doing in there in the in the Pentagon? The Pentagon. You think you think we'll have uh, fifteen hearings and forty million dollars wasted investigating that, or you think they're just going to go ahead and brush that under the rug? I don't think I don't think it'll ever be brought up. To be honest, why is that? I don't know why that is. I just don't think it'll ever be brought up. Because it's a Republican-run Congress, and his last name's not Clinton. This is, and he's probably not running for president of the United States. He is going to be the national security advisor mm-hmm. to the president of the United States. Yep. And I think he'll do a good job. So uh, there were some other ones like Reince Priebus and Bannon, who is – they're going to be his top advisors – they're not cabinet positions. They're just advisors to the president. So I wasn't going to really bring them up, even though I really don't like Bannon because he runs Breitbart, which is way right. Yeah. Like crazy racist right wing. Are you calling Steve Bannon a racist? Yes. He's not. He is. And, and I can show some of the stories that prove it, but we're just not going to do it here. Um, Priebus, you know, he's paying back his guy. That that's a loyalty pick. Yep, absolutely. Both so, so, both so of those Bannon. are both of those so are loyalty Bannon. picks. Yep, those are both uh, loyalty I, picks. But they're not they're not cabinet positions. They're positions that he could go. You know what? You're making you're giving me bad decisions. I'm just going to let you walk away slowly. Yep. So we're not going to go into those. The one that I did want that I, I found funny. Um, there was a rumor going around that he was going to offer the education position to, um, Ben Carson. Ben Carson came out and said, I am 100% unqualified to run a cabinet position. He came out and said, I'm not qualified to run a bureaucracy in Washington, which I find amusing because he ran for president. But He didn't have a chance. We all knew that. But now it's being floated that he's getting housing and urban development. And that this is the only unofficial one I thought would be fun to talk about, only because he literally just said he's not qualified to run a bureaucracy, and yet he's going to end up taking housing and urban house and urban development. I just found it amusing. Yeah, that is kind of amusing. I don't, I don't think I would take uh, Doctor Ben Carson for that position either. I mean, what um, qualifications? Uh, and I did hear him say, "Well, I've worked in the projects or yeah. something similar," which again, it's just amusing. It'd be, it would be, it would be a huge news story. 
if he said that and he was white, but because he's African American, right? Nobody's gonna nobody make says a, anything. Nobody says shit. <laughs> um, okay, so that's our uh, Trump date on cabinet picks. Um, George said Hillary Clinton is back in the news a little bit, um, more than a little bit. Not really. Yeah. The third party Green candidate raised a ton of money. To do recounts in three states. I believe you called her batshit crazy at one point. She is, and she still is. And honestly, <laughs> I think they're not going to find anything. There, there, there's no... So they've done all types of... They've looked at this specifically, and they've said that there's absolutely no suspicion, no evidence, no nothing that would make them think that there was any type of uh, uh, hacking or voter fraud done in, in the three large swing states. There are, so and, the, and, what and, started and they this, still want to look at it. What started it was three or several computer experts came out and said there are some statistical anomalies in some of the votes. Um, both the Hillary's party and the White House has said there is no validity to it. Um, but it got a lot of people on the left excited. So Jill... Jill Stein took advantage of it, raised a bunch of money to do recounts. Now, what does this do for Jill Stein? It keeps her name in the news. And any money that's left over, she's going to turn over to the Green Party. Yep. So she raised, you know, $6 million. I said last I heard it was about $5 million. So she raises $5, $6 million. She spends $3 million on recounts. And then her party gets $3 million, which is more money than she raised during her whole campaign, like during the whole campaign. Yeah, it's almost double what she raised for her campaign. So that's what she gets out of it. But because she decided to do it, the Clinton camp said, okay, we will jump in and be party to it. Now, it's not party to it in calling for a recount or... So so much for accepting the results. Well, if you think that Trump isn't going to have people there... Even though he won, oh, oh, I know he's going to have people that, but there. But that's that's but what they're I, I doing. Be, I believe that's all they're doing. I believe Hillary before. Uh, you don't want to get into the before the before the election, the election rhetoric, results. Do you? Before the election results, I believe Hillary came out and said, "If you do not accept the the results," and she was talking to Donald Trump, that if he does not accept the results, that it is insult to democracy. Well, so first a. She's accepting. She's accepted the results. Obviously, she she's hasn't. having. A, she's having her lawyers present to make sure that it it everything they do is on the up and up, just like Trump she will. Is, she, so oh, are you course, saying? Of course, are you Trump's going to have. Are his you saying there? Trump doesn't uh, recognize the election results because he's going to have people there? I think. I think it's proven he's accepted the election results. I think if he would have lost, he would have accepted the election so results. That's that's my point. They're doing recounts. They're both going to have people there. That's all it is. It, literally, they're. Hillary's camp said, we don't think it's going to change anything, but we're going to make sure people are there so the whole thing's on the up and up. That's all. And the rest of it's much to do about nothing. But since you went ahead and decided to go there and go pre-election, mm-hmm. what happened to the, oh, elections are all rigged? Elections are all rigged. They're all rigged if they're not, they're got to be rigged. So they're all rigged. So have you Have you never been wrong? I've been wrong a lot of times. Okay, okay. But well, I, I bet you Trump has been. So I bet you Trump with, has been wrong going, a lot too. You're going. You're going with he was wrong. He was wrong. Or or could it be or could it be maybe we decided to not look at it because they were rigged in my favor, or maybe it was on the up and up and it was never rigged, but I just spewed my bullshit to get people out to vote. 
Either way, it's dangerous. It's dangerous, but it worked. That's a really sad way to look at it. It's dangerous, but it worked. I, it, it was, I, it was I, a gamble. It's a, it's it was a, a gamble. It's a dangerous that thing that could tear apart this country, but it worked. It, it didn't tear apart this country. This, Jason, this country was torn apart long before Donald Trump even ran for so president. So if he lo- if he lost and then started and, saying no, rigged, he, rigged, 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 no, rigged. If he lost, he would have accepted the results and that would have been the end of it. Well, he, he would not he would not have said rigged, 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 rigged. You think he would have said that because you don't every, like the man because every, he doesn't agree with every, what you indi- agree with. Every indication leading up to the election showed that he would do that because no, that's what he said at every no. turn when it, he well, thought he wasn't going to said that win. on CNN. Yes. He said that a lot. No, he, he said, said that at every campaign he said the stop. Polls, he said the polls no, are rigged. No, he said, if I lose in this state, it's because it's rigged. If I lose in this state, it's because it's rigged. Okay, if I lose okay. in this state, it's because it's rigged. And which states were those? And were those states that have almost always gone Republican? Some of yes. them. Yes. No, almost every one he of them. He said it in Pennsylvania, which hasn't gone Republican in decades. He kept saying the polls were rigged. No, he in Pennsylvania, him, and we can, and we'll find it. I'll go ahead and find it and see if I can put it in the podcast. He said in Pennsylvania, if I lose Pennsylvania, it's rigged. Yeah, it hadn't gone red in how many election cycles? A lot. So again, a lot. If I lose Pennsylvania, it's rigged. All I know is he did a great job of turning red states blue, or blue you mean states, blue states red. red. Yes. There you go. Yes. Blue um, states red. So again. Her involvement is 100% much to do about nothing. It's, she shouldn't it's, have any involvement at all, in my opinion. She doesn't accept the results. She's accepted the results. There's she a recount. Not. She's sending her lawyers to make sure her 2 million plus popular vote count stays intact. Yes. And how many of those are votes from her illegals? I, last count I heard it was right around 3 million. Zero. Okay. Okay. You're right. Not one person in the country illegally voted for her. You're they right. They are going to certify that. At the end right. of this, that she has more than two million not, popular votes. Not one illegal voted for her. Is that so what you're, you're not, saying? Not, you're one, not, not one. Not one. No. No. Hold oh, on. I'm sure. I'm sure. Uh, well, I'm sure you just said zero. Okay. You well, just said a, zero. It was an over exaggeration for a podcast. Okay. So let me ask you this: yep. You don't think widespread? You don't think there's widespread issues in Wisconsin? What do you mean? Like voter irregularities? enough to warrant a recount obviously i haven't i haven't looked at it no the the recount is because it falls within a certain percentage points well no it's not an automatic recount Uh, somebody it has to be requested and and paid for and paid for so so you can do a recount in pretty much any state as long as but so you're saying it's within a certain percentage points and you're willing to pay for it you're saying that's the only reason it's done not because there's any kind of voter irregularities right i haven't looked at it enough to know if there was any voter irregularities but i have looked at it and and i've been from the stuff i've looked at that they said that there's no evidence whatsoever of any type of voter fraud so the interesting thing for me here is it puts republicans in the position to say there's no voter irregularities there's no issues in some states especially where there's no um voter id required now wisconsin's not one of those they are looking to recount in michigan and wisconsin and i think vote, and, and i'm already on the record i think every state you should have to have an id to vote well I'm, right. I'm sorry that can be an argument we have an, another time Yep. Anyway, so that is our Trump date for the week. It has gone on for roughly 45 minutes. Lots of editing in this one because we're hashtag bad at politics. Um, <laughs> Just me. So we will uh, – that's the closing of 
Trump date, and we're going to move on to Sad But True. Sad, believe me, Missy, when you're born to be a sissy. You are a sad, strange little man. It's like people only do things because they get paid. And that's just really sad. Sad But True! Welcome to our latest segment, Sad But True. It's our, uh, it's our news segment. It's one I actually really enjoy. We find really bad news stories, sad news stories, funny news stories, and we bring them to you, our three listeners. <laughs> uh, so we're going to start off with why you shouldn't be watching CNN. <laughs> or, why you, or why you should. <laughs> <laughs> CNN is no longer a family, a family channel. Don't watch it with your kids. Uh, so CNN broadcast 30 minutes mm. of hardcore porn in the Boston area. Uh, it, it was, they were supposed to tune in to Anthony Bourdain's parts unknown. Oh, they were getting parts unknown. All right. They did get parts unknown. Um, basically what happened here was the local RCN cable company, uh, responsible in Boston for streaming, uh, shows to different channels record or played 30 minutes of porn on the CNN network. Um, and they're actually coming out and denying it now saying maybe it was just a hoax, but can't anytime there's porn streaming over a news channel, I, I have to bring you that story. Of uh, of course they're going to deny it. I mean, you don't expect them to come out and say, Oh yeah, we accidentally aired porn on CNN. FCC come get us. Yeah. No, it's just, I don't watch CNN. This is more reasons for me not to watch CNN. Nobody wants to watch some dude do hardcore porn. No, thank you. So flipping over to Fox News, some of the some of the girls on there, I wouldn't mind seeing in this type of programming. I'm not a pervert, so yes, uh, you are. Uh, okay, don't lie to I, the people. Maybe I am. Don't lie to the people. No, maybe I think I any like I said, anytime porn gets thrown in on the news, great. Yeah, <laughs> unless you're there with your kids and it's kind of awkward and then you quickly change the channel and hope they didn't see nothing <laughs> just off court board yes uh next one is uh god damn it florida what the hell <laughs> florida is one of the most fucked up states in the union i will say that much you want to find some weird just out of the ball left left news come to florida uh we had a florida woman who shoots her house guests because they were being too loud at the at the party, and we're overstaying their welcome. <laughs> uh, uh, and she shot them in the leg. So I feel like if you wanted people to leave... The leg's not a good idea to shoot them. They stay much longer that way, bleeding on your carpet. Yes. And probably being louder than they were originally. It, she just didn't think it through. Instead, instead of dropping a hint by yawning or loading the dishwasher or just, you know, straight up saying, get the fuck out. Get the hell out. Get the fuck out. She no. pulled out her twenty two caliber handgun and shot her guest's feet. <laughs> I meant to say, I, I, did, I said legs earlier, but apparently she shot them in the feet. Uh, well, officer, officer, I, was, I wasn't trying to shoot them. I was giving them warning shots. Eight or nine shots total. Oh. What the hell, Florida? <laughs> can she can she claim self-defense? I don't think so. Maybe insanity, but not self-defense. And even then, I don't think she'll, uh, uh, what's it called, get off with an, with an insanity plea. She's going to spend some time in prison. Uh, and her boyfriend egged it on, apparently. 
this genius. He he ought to go too. This genius said he told his girlfriend that once someone is told to leave their property three times, she is to go get the gun and shoot it at the ground. And if that doesn't work, shoot him in the leg. Yeah, he's a special kind of stupid. One of those responsible gun owners you hear so much about. Not 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 all gun owners. <laughs> I'm a responsible gun owner. I'm not saying you and, aren't. And, and these people saying... these people are obviously not responsible gun owners. Unfortunately, there's no kind of test to prove would, that would, before they get I would, one. I would like to know if they had any type of criminal record before. If they so, I would like to know if they had this gun illegally. That would be some, that'd be a nice little information to know. That's not in here. No, it's no. it's not in the story. It's just something I just thought of. So. Our next story. Oh, this is why you never go to the dentist. Never go to the dentist. Nothing good comes from the dentist. Nothing good. Even though my dentist literally lives right next door to me. (laughs) So you never go next door? I never go to the neighbors. So an Oregon man sues an orthodontist for leaving braces on for 11 years. 22-year-old Oregon man has sued an orthodontist for leaving his braces on for 11 years, resulting in straight... But rotten teeth. At least they were straight. I mean, you got to, you know, their teeth are not crooked. They're 100% straight the way they should be. Uh, Devin Boast of Portland claims that he suffered serious tooth decay and periodontal disease from having worn braces from ages 7 to 18 while he lived in Eugene, Oregon. Two or three years is normal for braces. So, um, uh, whatever happened to the follow-up? Apparently, apparently that doesn't happen. In Eugene, Oregon, when talking about teeth, did, is, was it one just one of those scheduling snafus? Yeah, we we can we can't get you in until like 2012. How's that sound? It's um, or was it one of those deals where he was supposed to? 2001. Was he yep, supposed next, to? We're we're booked solid till 2012. <laughs> was he supposed to come back in six months? He he was probably supposed to follow up, and he probably he never just did. never did. He was supposed to come back. Hey, we'll set your appointment for six months, and then he didn't set his you know he didn't set his calendar. And then he never followed up until eleven years later when they finally got removed because his teeth were decaying. So the lawsuit states that Boast, well, whose mother is a medical doctor, by the way, that makes this way fucking that, yeah, worse. yeah, that makes this even worse. His mom's a damn doctor. They received an urgent phone call in June 2008 from the orthodontist saying that they needed to have the braces removed immediately. The paper writes, as for how he could spend most of his elementary school, all of middle school, and high school years with braces, they're still trying to sort out the details. Hashtag bad at parenting. Hashtag terrible at parenting. It, you're a damn medical doctor. You should probably recognize... Tooth decay. Does that mean he didn't go to a regular dentist for eleven he, years? He must not have gone to a dentist for eleven years. That, That's the only way you could go go that long with braces on your teeth. For God's sake! I mean, my people. kids go to dentist every six months. Uh, this guy apparently goes every six. Well, no, every eleven, 11 years. years. <laughs> so if he doesn't go for another eleven years, do you think he's going to blame whatever dentist he's going to now? Probably. He's, Probably. He's looking for 185000 plus 35000 for dental bills and 15000 for pain and suffering. He's probably not going to get anything. I think – I don't know. I, so the only thing that that gets me about the whole story is that the doctor's office called him to schedule the appointment. Like they were going – how do you go through We're your We're going records? through our old files, probably getting rid of some files. Maybe and, upgrading to digital. 
Could be. And they come across a file where this dude hasn't come back to have the braces removed yet. And they called like, hey, does your boy still have braces? Did he go yeah. to another doctor? Did he go to another doctor and get them removed? No. Huh, we haven't seen him in 11 years. Maybe it's time he come in and we remove these fucking braces that he's had since he was three. <laughs> so if his teeth were rotting out and his... Didn't he have pain? Apparently not. The braces are that good, you don't have tooth pain at all. Wow. Hey, Jason. Yo. You want to play some Scrabble? I, so my wife loves Scrabble, and I don't mind it sometimes, but man, it's long and drawn out, and I'm not good with words. Which is why I'm on a podcast. <laughs> well, why? The, the the next one is we. So apparently, um, again, it's in freaking Florida. Uh, we've had they they hold the national Scrabble Championship in Orlando, which I did not know was a thing. I, I've played Scrabble. I don't mind playing it, um, but I never knew there was a Scrabble Championship. But apparently. One of the players got kicked out for cheating. Yeah, he was hiding tiles. I mean, who hasn't hidden tiles when they play Scrabble? I, I do it all the time with my daughter, to be honest. Like, I'll hold an A or an O. And, I'll, oh, yeah, I need six or three or two or whatever, just so I can get some more tiles. You cheat against your daughter. Absolutely. You now think look, I'm going to lose to her? Look, Hell I, no. I cheat against my wife because she's way smarter than I am. <laughs> but you're not playing in a Scrabble championship. So I You're think, not in a tournament. <laughs> so the saddest thing about this whole story to me is that there's like a, 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 a Scrabble tournament. Yeah. It, it, people it's not so it, much that somebody was cheating. You know, we get that. But really? Come on. A Scrabble championship. <laughs> this seems like... Does that go on the resume? This yeah, seems, I'm like the does. Scrabble champion. It actually... This seems like something that they would put on ESPN2 instead of baseball. They should put anything on ESPN2 other than baseball. Uh, no lie, I I would go into a store that would have ESPN2 on, like a sub shop here in town, and they would have ESPN2 on during the day in the middle of the summer, and they would have cup stacking. And I'm like, there's a shit ton of baseball going on right now, and you're showing cup stacking. My, I feel that- My son does the cup the cup stacking, not to get off target I, topic, but uh, he- I'm not anti-cup stacking. <laughs> I'm anti-cup stacking on ESPN as a sport. Just like I would be anti-Scrabble on ESPN as a sport, but it seems like something they would air. Which is why they are losing subscribers, hands over fist. Yes. So, our next story, and this one's right up my alley. Teen hospitalized with dehydration after four-day Xbox marathon. An Ohio woman... So, this is one that I gave uh, Jason, and and I do gotta throw this out there. I just now realized the date on this story is 8-8. 2012. So this is an older news story. I just realized that. Damn it, George! You said you could find stories. I said I, I could find stories. I let you. I let you do this. This was the only one I found that was not current. But that's okay. We can still talk about it because it actually happened. That's not true. Our next story is from eight eight two thousand twelve too. Is it really? Son of a bitch. <sighs> Hashtag bad at podcast. This is what I get for going to USA Today. You know that? God damn you, USA Today. I gave George one job. Find some. Hey, listen, we can still talk about these. These are funny. I don't how care much, who you are. How much do you want to bet that the the orthodontist? That's why it makes more sense that they found out in 2011 that that guy's teeth. <laughs> we could go look for an update now. Like it's already been. It's got to have already been settled. No, I don't think it's been settled. It's probably, we'll, we'll 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 dig into that. But Fucking I don't think it's George. been settled. Hey, I don't care. These these shits are funny. 
So, so the- according to according to fuck, it even says Xbox instead of Xbox like one or three sixty. <laughs> this fucking the original fucking red flags. The original <laughs> Xbox. Jason read this shit. Red flags. God damn it. Um, this guy he was fifteen when this happened. So he's he's he's, he's, he's like a full on adult now. <laughs> An Ohio woman comes. You're a loser. <laughs> an Ohio woman confiscated an Xbox of a 15 year old son who was hospitalized for de- dehydration after spending at least four days in his bedroom playing Modern Warfare 3. So, let me tell you this: I totally could see that happening to me, or me, because when Modern Warfare 3 came out, that game was badass. There were a lot of games. I, I went a whole summer basically. We would, me and a buddy would take turns staying at each other's house. So I would stay at his house. He would stay at my house for like three weeks at a time. And we played a game called Mech Warrior nonstop for those three weeks. And then when we retired of that game, it was a two week spree of a game called Star Control 2. We'd stay up until four o'clock in the morning playing. And then we'd wake up at seven o'clock in the morning and start playing again. Yeah. I, I, I totally could see this happening to me when, when Modern Warfare 3 first came out. Back in 2012. 2000, uh, 12. Fucking George. <laughs> and our last news of the ancient. Yeah. So, so more news that uh, happened a couple years ago, <laughs> but we still find it funny. Go ahead, George. Uh, DC man orders a TV from Amazon and gets an assault rifle instead, which is absolutely hilarious because in Washington, DC, it is illegal to have assault rifles. You're not allowed to drive him in a car, so you can't return it anywhere or anything like that. So this dude, he he orders a TV, and he probably used UPS there when you need him. Um, and when the TV arrived, it wasn't a TV; it was an AR-15. Uh, it was the Sig Saucer, uh, Sig Seven Sixteen, which is a really nice gun. It's equivalent to an M16. In the Marine Corps, which I am very familiar with. Um, it's also used by a lot of law enforcement. So let me say, somewhere that year, a gun shop was having a great sale on TV. <laughs> Probably. So I wonder going if- into the story, it says that uh, the box that the rifle came in had both his address and a gun store's address. So I'm wondering if somehow the label just got taken off of the TV and actually got put on the wrong box. It, because it had both the gun store and this dude's personal address. But still, that's some funny shit. Imagine you're ordering a TV for, you know, like Black Friday. We just had Black Friday. So you go through, you get on there, Cyber Monday. I'm Jason. I'm going to order a TV because they're really cheap. And you order your TV. You're all excited about it. You got this brand new flat screen TV coming to you. You go out, check by the door, stand in there. Smaller package than Smaller you were expecting. Smaller package than you were expecting. You didn't have to sign for it because, you know, the, the UPS guy just probably left it sitting at your door. And you're kind of confused. You open it up and it's an AR-15. <laughs> so, do you think if he had ordered a whole entertainment center, he would have gotten a tank? Ooh, I might have to try that just to see if I can get a tank. So you think, how about this? you think the gun shop owner ended up losing his license because... He violated federal law in shipping the weapon to a non-FFL hold, holder. I don't think, I don't think anything came from the gun shop because it was being shipped. It was supposed to be shipped to the gun shop. Well, I'm talking about the shop that sold it. 
I mean, it was purchased from a shop. Yep. It wasn't Amazon. It was like a third party through Amazon. So yep. it was obviously a gun shop through Amazon. You think something happened to them? Because uh, I, I feel like you really, I if fe- you're sipping guns, you really I need feel to check like, your labels. I feel like something should happen to them. Do I think anything did? Probably not. Just because there was two shipping labels on there. So there was two labels to ship it to, two addresses to ship it to. And obviously they chose the wrong one. So I don't know. Cause I, so I'm wondering how the gun shop would have gotten this man's address to begin with if he was ordering a TV. You know what I mean? Could so, it- so I'm thinking the gun shop was, so I'm assuming the gun shop had ordered this and was requesting it to get shipped to them. And somehow the address for the guy that had ordered a TV, his, his shipping label somehow ended up on there and dealing with, what I deal with on a daily basis, I could see how something like that could get screwed up. Because they're there when you need them. Yes. Yes, they are. What can they do for you? Okay, so that ends our second edition of Sad But True. I our, promise our, you. Our flashback in time edition. I'm going to give you a promise right now. Next week when I have these, they will be current. The, they will be at least from 2016. Okay. <laughs> George had one job. Listen, I, I found. Listen, you asked me to find some some news stories that would be great for sad but true. At no time did you ask me to make them current. Listen, our our three listeners demand hashtag us to be bad on at point. podcasting. <laughs> that was just terrible. No, I honestly we we did not realize that they were uh, from 2011 until today, which is really, really, really bad. Because we both looked at these, and, and and we just I just caught them this morning, uh, so that that's on me. That was that was bad at pod, hashtag bad at podcasting. Um, so the last thing we wanted to get into before we close the show uh, was Black Friday shopping. I didn't do any Black Friday shopping this year. Neither did I. Um, I did kind of scan online sites to see if there's anything I really cared about. You know, there was a couple deals. But nothing, nothing that made me get out of bed early. What is your favorite thing about Black Friday shopping? I enjoy people watching. I like to go and just watch people. And sometimes I'll I'll go because there's they've got stuff that I want, like the basketball hoop I bought. Out, I got out front here. Uh, I went and bought that on Black Friday for a hundred bucks. It was a great deal. Um, it was something my son wanted, so I got a really good deal on that. Excuse me. But uh, for the most part, I just like to go and watch the people. Now, I, I'm going to make a public service announcement with regards to Black Friday shopping. If you're out Black Friday shopping and a fight breaks out, do not be the asshole that doesn't turn your phone to the side sideways as you're recording it so we can Thank get the you. widescreen. Vertical recording. Is a thing of the past. You need to go horizontal with your with with, with your recording, so we can get a full screen. Everybody's TV and monitor is now sixteen by nine, widescreen format. Turn your phone to the side. It's not that hard. No, it's not hard at all. Don't do it mid. Don't do it like mid recording, because then you're an asshole. Do it at the beginning. I can forgive you even if you do it mid recording. You you're still gonna be an asshole, but I can forgive you. Because at least you had the common decency to say, oh, shit, I need to turn it sideways. You know, I can understand being caught up in the moment and whatnot. And, oh, yeah, yeah, I got to turn it sideways. 
I'm good with that. I can forgive you. But if you're not going to do it and you just do it vertical, you're an ass. And the other thing I'll say is there are so many good deals throughout the year. There's so many websites to find deals that now Black Friday shopping, unless you're getting one of the doorbuster TVs or the really cheap laptops, like there's really no deal that's better on Black Friday than there is any time during the year. So, so you know what? Enjoy your damn Thanksgiving with your family, and don't go to these stores on Thursdays. Yeah, I I I don't believe stores should be open on Thursday for for shopping. That is that is that is just corporate greed at its finest. Allow allow your employees to be home with their families. It's one day Thanksgiving. Allow them to enjoy the entire day. There's no reason to make them come in at five or six o'clock at night so you can make some money. Because guess what? Your ass is at home with your family. Allow your employees to be at home with theirs. And the funny thing to me is people counter-argue, well, firefighters have to work and people at hospitals have to work. That's that's 100% correct. But you know what? Firefighters and law enforcement and military, those are first responders. You can't live. If a fire breaks out and all the firefighters are at home, your house is done. What's going to happen to you if you can't save five bucks or a hundred bucks on a TV or, you know, 50 bucks on a tablet? Nothing. Nothing at all. So stay home. Enjoy your family. Unless you don't have family. And then stay home and enjoy the silence that people with families wish they had. Yes. God, I wish I had silence. Sweet, sweet silence. Sweet, sweet silence. Speaking of sweet, sweet silence, we're going to wrap up our show. So we want to bring back Toys for Tots. Go to our link on our website. Hit up Toys for Tots. Hit a donation. Share the share the link. And when our when our Toys for Tots drive is done, that doesn't mean you have to stop. Give them toys. Give them money. Brand new toys, guys. Don't don't take your old crap and think they want it. They don't. They want brand new toys for kids. Yep. Unwrap toys. Um, Unwrap toys. Just drop it in the box. So, um, so go to our link on our website, which is www.bftgpodcast.com. Hit us up on email with any kind of questions you want on the podcast. That's going to be our Tuesday night show from now on, questions and answers. Yep. So hit Q&As. us up at bftgpodcast at gmail.com. And we're also, as a reminder, we're going to try to get the... Uh the Toys for Tots guy on, on Tuesday. I'm going to give him a call later today and see if we can schedule that. And hit us up on Twitter at BFTGpod. You can find us on the Fantasy Life app where I am at Geo. And I'm at Dr. Mill. And we want to thank you for taking a break from your daily grind. 